5: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit
4: leading oh. of a man called Coach.
2: i got to ask you this out there, Christian America.
4: It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobenmeyer. Well, good morning to all you
0: Coach Dave Live cultists out there. Those of you who have the courage and the, uh, the unction to get up and join us here on Memorial Day weekend. Well, there there's a few of us in here today. But look, I've gone it's show number nineteen hundred. I had to do a show today on Memorial Day of all day. I, but look, nobody could have orchestrated that, could they? The nineteen hundred would fall on Memorial Day. You see, well, coach, you could've done you could have done nineteen hundred tomorrow. Yeah, but it's memorial day, man. It's memorial day. So thanks for all of you getting up. No, we're not a cult. And I don't know what makes you get up in the morning and no, we're not doing a real tribute show, although we may a little bit to some degree. I got a lot of great stuff I want to, I want to share with you today. And uh, it is Memorial Day. And I don't know if I ever shared this, guys. With, I, I did a, uh, I did a, my I, my wife and I went down to my parents' grave. Uh, this, what, what day was it? Saturday, I think. We drove down to where my mom and dad are buried. And I, I don't think I've told many of you this. It's one of the strangest things. I don't know how it could possibly have happened. My, uh, my father my grand well let me let me go back here my great grandfather was george dobbenmeyer now it's buried he he's buried in the kind of in a family cemetery, so buried there is my grandpa dobbinmer George Dobbenmer you with me patriarch as far as I know a guy came over we're Melungeons anyway, who knows right and then buried beside him is my father. My, dad, my mom and dad got married beside my father, beside their grandfather, who was also a Dobbenmeier. Stay with me. And then if you want to visit my grandfather, my father's father, you have to go to a different cemetery. And my father's father and two of his brothers are buried in a different cemetery. Are you ready for this? And the name on the tombstone is Dobmeier, D-A-U-B, no E-N, M-I-R-E. So we have a grandfather and a father and then children that do not have the same last name. Now, my my dad and my his brother, Bob, won the 1938 State Baseball Championship at Byrne Union High School, 1938 that graduated. Dad was a senior. His brother, Bob, was a junior. Are you ready for this? My brother Bob batted third in the lineup. He was a junior and his name was Bob Dobmeier, D A U B M I R E. And batting fourth was his brother Frank Dobbinmeyer, my dad. Bob and my dad, Bob and Frank, living in the same house, playing on the same baseball team, going to the same school, did not spell their last names the same. Now, can somebody explain to me? At some point along the line, wouldn't grandma have looked at the, uh, grandpa looked at the grade card and said, wait a minute, they spelled your name wrong. That's not how we spell our name. And to this day, half of my family are Myers, and the other half are Dobbin Meyers, blood brothers in the same house, spelling their name differently. I I don't know. How does that happen, you think? How does that happen? Huh? So wouldn't at some point wouldn't somebody say uh, Frank that's not the way you spell your name or Bob that's not the way you spell your name so anyway Michelle and I went down and did a little video on that and uh, it's all good hey look I'm uh, sky high is coming up here I'm, I'm going to make an appeal here real quick let me see hey we're going to have boat rides boat rides are you kidding me oh yeah 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 you come I'm going to have a boat out Roger Weaver's going to bring his boat Mike. Uh, Blake's going to bring his boat, so free of charge with your admission, you get a ride on beautiful Buckeye Lake. So come, come and join us with. And look, look, this is this is really true. If some of you out there would like to scholarship some people, we we hear from people they don't have seventy five bucks. They, they said, "I'm sorry." Well, it's probably a combination, right? They can hotel all that stuff. Number one, you can camp if you want to. You can bring a tent. You can bring a camper. You can sleep on the floor. I don't. I don't care. So if that's if that's what's keeping you from going, don't let that don't let that be a hindrance. But if you need something, a camper to sleep in, or a tent, or whatever, hey, cool. Let, let us know, and we'll get. We would love for all of you to be able to come. But what would really help with us is if some of you who can't come would scholarship somebody else to come. Then I can say, hey, don't worry. If they they contact me, say, Coach Dave, I'd love to come, but I can't. This, the, I just, say, hey, don't worry about the money. Come on, you can come. You can come. So if some of you out there would like to just do that, I think it would be a blessing to some people. You know what? Money is tight, isn't it? God, money is so tight. So tight. And uh, you know, I, I told you, I took my wife and I, we went to a restaurant the other day, just two of us, just two of us. was $70 when we walked down there. No, we didn't have any beers. Or no, no, $70. $35. Well, you throw the tip in, right? So I get, man, I get it. The money's tight. I get it. I get it. So, uh, man, love, love for y'all to be able to love for all of you to be able to come. Say, so what are you? Going, what are we going to do at the annual? Well, I got to get a hold of Mike McKee, but we're going, we're going to we're going to Roger's going to speak on trusts. Trusts. On do you guys have a tr- family trust? Why you should have one. Free of charge. That in itself is worth the admission to get in a lawyer to talk to you about trusts. Number two, we're going to have uh, we're going to uh, talk about gold, silver. What should you put it in? How do you do it? Some of that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about uh, some more preparation stuff like that. What, Chad's going to do a shooting exposition. You can. We'll do free shooting if you want. Another you We're just going to let you go out and do some target shooting if you want to. Got to bring your own gun. Bring your own ammo. But Just come, man. Come on, man. If you can get here, get here, get here. It'd be a great. It'd be a great, great time of fellowship, getting to know each other. And you know, I see it more and more each day. I don't know what you guys think. I, I'm telling you. People are going to have to flee the cities. Somebody give me a thumbs up. People are going to have to flee the cities, and I want people to be familiar with where we are. That, that's one of the reasons we're doing it, right? So uh, every, everything we do, we we kind of do with a purpose here. Show number nineteen hundred. Wow, I, I i was doing some math today. That was that's a seven point five years, seven point five years we've been doing this.
6: Boom!
0: Thanks for all of you here. I got up on. Memorial Day weekend. I want to try to make it an open forum, but I got some really, really good things I want to show you before we get into it. Okay. Um, um, yeah, let's start out. Look, I'm I'm going. To, I'm going. To, I got some stuff I want to show you. Okay. I'm going to dig into some of this stuff. And this, otherwise, this is just kind of a this is a kind of a free for fall, free for all here today. But some stuff that I think are really, really, really critical. Pull up the Ayn Rand email. I don't know if you guys know who she is. She was an atheist, by the way. Ayn Rand. But even atheists can have some can think. <clears throat> Here's what she said. Because we were talking the other day, remember about thoughts being sins? Uh, by, uh, by the way, I'm more and more. Let me let me just camp right there a second. Thank you, Polly Heath. Polly's been sending me up, and uh uh Janine's been sending me stuff, and it's all good. I, I I there's nothing better than to stimulate your curiosity to go look this stuff up on your own. Please don't take my word for it. Please don't. And I would agree with everybody out there, no matter what books are in the Bible or not books have been taken out of the Bible, God's word is preserved. I just want to ask this question. Why did they take some books out? Who made that decision all of a sudden in 1885? Whatever, who made the decision to take those books out? Who made the decision to take put those books in? Because we're warned in Jude that evil men have crept in unawares and changed the truth of God into a lie. Now, I want you to also understand that I don't think that the Book of Enoch is canonical Bible, okay? But I think it's very valuable in that it tells us it would be like a it would be like a concurrent. History book of what was going on. All right. Is it the inspired word of God? I don't even want to get into that debate. But somewhere along the line, a lot of people thought it was an inspired word of God. So I don't want you guys to think in any way, shape, or form that I'm trying to add to or take away from the Bible. I'm not. I'm just asking the question who made that decision? Who made the decision to put those books in there? And then who made the decision to take those books out of there? And what was their agenda? Because you think. That everybody who sat at that council, who made these decisions on, do you think they all were pure? Do you think they had any of their own uh, preconceived doctrines that they wanted to make sure were in the book or not in the book? I don't know, man. By the way, this stuff builds my faith. Builds my faith. makes me know I'm, I'm standing on a firm foundation. Here's what Ayn Rand said regarding the same thing, okay, the exact same thing. Man's mind is his basic tool of survival. Life is given to him, but survival is not. His body is given to him. The contents of his body is not. To remain alive, man must act. Before he can act, he must know the nature and purpose of his actions. He cannot obtain his food without knowledge of food and how to obtain it. He can't dig a ditch or to build a cyclotron without knowledge of his aim and the means to achieve it. To remain alive, man must think. You with me? But to think is an act of choice. Reason does not work automatically. Thinking is not a mechanical process. The connections of logic are not made by instinct. Just look around, folks. So people can't even logically think anymore. The function of your stomach, lungs, or heart, that's automatic. But the function of your mind is not. In an hour and issue of your life, you are, I'm sorry, in any hour and and issue, in any hour and issue of your life, you are free to escape from your nature. You're free to escape from the facts. That reason is your means of survival so that for you, who are a human being, the question to be or not to be is the question to think or not to think. It's pretty profound, isn't it? Thinking is man's only basic virtue from which all others proceed. And his basic vice as well, the source of all of his evils is that nameless act which all of you practice, but struggle never to admit. What is that? The act of blanking out. The willful suspension of one's consciousness. The refusal to think. Not blindness, but the refusal to see. Not ignorance, but the refusal to know. It is the act of unfocusing your mind and inducing an inner fog to escape the responsibility of judgment. Non-thinking is an act of annihilation, a wish to negate what's really going on, an attempt to wipe out reality. Vinny, that is a boom. 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 Because ultimately, isn't that what we're dealing with, folks? People do not want to deal with logic and reason for fear of where it's going to take them. And they know that if they admit that's why you get a guy on the witness stand and you cross-examine him. That's why when you ask him some questions, he doesn't want to. That's why the FBI says, well, that's an ongoing investigation. Because they know if they refer if they answer that question, they know the the pit that's been opened, right? They know where this river is going to run. So they claim to just block it off. La, 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 la. Masks, la, 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 la. Social distance, la, 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 Close down the church, la, 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 right? Refusal to think. Refusal to think. That's what I love about this show. We think here, don't we? We think that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. Okay, I got a couple. I'm going to open it up here, man. I got, I got two things. I, I got. Just bear with me here, okay, Jonathan. Pull up, jabs saved, no one. Doctor Peter, this is awesome. It's very, very short, okay. Hey, we're going back to Ayn Rand to think or not to think, huh? The process. You want to know the truth? Because only the truth if you know it will make you free. Only the truth will. You really know the truth. Hey, if I found out that uh, if I found some note someplace from a man on my wife's dresser, I could remain suspicious or I could ignore it or I could confront her. I think I'd probably confront her. I'm not going to ignore it, that there's some man sending a letter to my wife. What? Right? Because remember, folks, only challenging, despite the emotion involved with it, only challenging things are really the only way you ever get to the truth. And if you've done a good job of challenging it, at the end of the challenge, you ought to be able to say, well, at least I know what I believe and why I believe it. At least I know that. Rather than saying, well, I believe that because Uncle Billy Bob told me that 17 years ago. Well, what if Uncle Billy Bob was wrong? Right? So we're reaching the point now in regards to the vaccine, we now can look over our shoulder a little bit. Hmm? We're three years down this road. Did we handle everything perfectly? Listen to what Dr. Peter Corey says. This is a do- hour, I'm sorry, one minute, 29 seconds. He's been one of the leading uh, opponents of vaccines, all that stuff in regards to COVID. Go ahead and play
2: ...profession, and in some ways, even society. It's its literally a society that's been corrupted by forces, and nobody realizes. We sit in these little bubbles, we read our New York Times, and we think everything's going as as according to plan. You know, we, Please, we even have uh, my colleague...
0: Ayn Rand, think about what Ayn Rand said, right? We stay in our little catacombs, our little coops, cubits are little cubicles we know la, 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 that's what he's saying
2: go ahead I like over there who says that we saved a million lives with these vaccines that is utter and complete nonsense nonsense these vaccines saved no one across the world the most highly vaccinated countries had the worst case fatality rates anytime you hear data on vaccine injuries you always have to multiply it by a huge factor and yet even without that underreporting factor It was truly concerning. The history of regulatory behavior of agencies is when you launch a new product or a new intervention and a death is reported, the traditional stance is you assume that it's related until proven otherwise. And I heard out of the mouths of public health leaders saying the opposite. They're not related. They're not related. It's all uncredible. I mean, we have baby formula, which kills a couple of babies, and the entire product is removed from the market. You have a faulty muffler on a car, and they recall 300,000 cars. And here you have all of these deaths being reported, and nobody's doing anything. I've never been more terrified in my life. We have an explosion in autism, which is totally coincident and correlates with the explosion in the schedule. And I'll tell you, my colleagues here, they're gonna say there's no evidence to show that there's any link with autism and the vaccines. That is nonsense. That is
0: Wow. That's it, isn't it? Isn't that it? If if one baby dies from a, a leak of something at school, whatever, they close the school down, right? And yet we're seeing millions of people die, and they all tell us what, well, well, it's not that. <laughs> we don't know what it is, but it sure isn't that. It isn't that vaccine, huh? That's all I say. It's nonsense. But what he said at the beginning to me was not one person was saved. Not one person saved by vaccine. Wow. Huh? Wow. Okay. I got another one. I got to go to real quick and then we'll maybe open. I got, I got some good stuff today. I got some good stuff. Pull up Trump warts. Cause this guy, uh, this guy really hits it, man. He said, I was wrong about Trump. And those of you know, I'm not, I don't want to call him Bev. with Donald Trump. I'm not in love with Donald Trump. And I've said from the very beginning, he was the bouncer of the bar, right? He was a bouncer of the bar. His job, look, you, remember, you do not have to be a man, a man of God to be God's man. We'll say it again. You do not have to be a man of God in order to be God's man. And I'm also going to say this. Trump is going to get hooked on the vaccine. He's going to have to deal with that because he's the one that promoted him. You're not going to get away from that, okay? Amen. Huh? Okay. So this guy wrote, I was wrong about Trump. I'm Scroll down here. Go scroll, go down a little bit, Vinny. I want to show you something. M.B. Matthews, I don't know who he is. Keep going down. Keep on going. Okay. He says, look, uh, he talked about people didn't like Trump. Go up just a little bit more, Vinny, or up, Jonathan, right there. Okay. Other Republicans say some of the versions of, I like Trump policies, but I don't like the rest of him." He says, this gets it almost backwards. Although Trump advanced many important policies, it is the rest of him that contains the virtue that inspires the movement. Trump was born for this current crisis, a life and death struggle against totalitarianism. Okay, look, Trump revealed, not caused the division in this country. Stop there and think about it in a minute. Think where we would be if Donald Trump, warts and all, had not shown up on the scene. And what did he do? He revealed he didn't cause. The division in this country was already there. He just revealed it, right? Trump is a manly man. Traditional manhood. Even when flawed is absolutely essential. Because why? Trump plays to win. Boom. There are no clean hands in this fist fight. Trump is unreservedly unquestionably pro-America. Trump is a refreshing break from the guilt and self-loathing that marks our age. Can somebody say amen and understand what's going on here? Understand the power of Donald Trump? Now, whether or not you love him, huh? This guy's trying to show, he's going to show us why we hate him. Scroll him down, scroll him down. Right there. Trump thinks we can vanquish all comers if we just put our minds to it. And he's right. Because courage Never demands perfection. Trump, over and over, said exactly what political correctness prohibits one from saying. Trump had the courage to speak the truth, and they said he was hateful and bigoted and mean and right. Trump said Haiti is a shithole, and that Representative Maxine Waters has a low IQ. These are not racist lies. They were uncouth, politically incorrect observations that most of us would agree with, but he had the courage to say it. Somebody say amen. This is why they hate him. This is why they hate him. From morning to night, we were told that Trump is a racist, but endless repetition does not make it true. It isn't. Trump's contempt for political correctness showed patriotic Americans that his ever-tightening grip could be loosened. It's difficult to overestimate the significance of Trump's fight against political correctness. Do you guys see that? Do you see what he did? He was not politically correct. And that's what they wanted the rest of us to do. It's difficult to overestimate the significance of Trump's fight against political correctness, a fight which most Republicans will not fight. Trump treated the woke media with the same contempt that he treated political correctness, provoking the outrage and revealing their utter contempt. It must be defeated political correctness must be defeated. Unlike most politicians, when Trump sees a problem, he goes out and fixes it. He fixed our poorest borders. He moved our embassy to Jerusalem. He eliminated hate America critical race theory in his administrative. He developed a vaccine in record time. He achieved energy independence and much, much more. Trump smoked rats out of hiding places because Trump Because of Trump, we know our intelligence agencies are corrupt. Somebody say, if there hadn't been a Donald Trump, we would never know this, right? Boom. We know also that the mainstream media is not just biased, that it's a propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. Wow. Had it not been for the vehement and irrational hatred of Trump, we would never would have discovered that our own security and intelligence agencies are compromised. Mm. A large part of Trump's appeal was that he was a bona fide outsider. He distrusted the experts who believed they knew better than the average American how to run the country. This distrust was appealing to Trump's base who believed with good reason. That is the experts who created the despotic mess in which we find ourselves in. Trump kept calling out that the experts were wrong. We didn't like him because we because why? They told us we couldn't like him because he was racist, he was bigoted, he was hateful, he was harsh, right, right, right. That's like it's like they're distracting us away from the cleanup mess that's going on, the piles of poop that he's moving. Said, so, oh yeah, he just messes with poop. He just gets his hands in poop all the time. Yeah, and he's cleaning it all out. Mm. We also knew, but never had has anyone championed that we not the swamp knew better how to manage our money, our time. Trump told us how to manage our, that we should be concerned with how to manage our money, our time, our personal lives, our resources, and our families. And the authoritative mindsets of the left, they wanted to take over all of those things. American functions replaced with governmental overreach. They nearly got their wish had it not been for covid home zoom classes where we found out that very young children are being secularized, perverted, deliberately alienated from their parents and taught to hate America and white people. Wow. Mm. They know the Republicans will lose all future elections until they get to the bottom of the last one. Okay. Some will say that Trump is a bad man and that disqualifies him. I do not think Trump is a bad man. but For those of you who do, I remind you, that a bad man in some circumstances can be a good president. If you're dying of thirst and there's only one person offering your water, you accept the water gratefully without much concern for the character of the guy who's rescuing you. Huh? Oh, yeah. We wanted Trump to fix things, we wanted him to be perfect while doing it. That is unrealistic in the average family, the average relationship, the average business, the average political or cultural situation. Yet some of us wanted Trump to be perfect, invite us to tea. He's not that kind of man. The enumeration of Trump's virtues do not fully capture his uncommon courage and firmness of purpose. Trump is the most towering political figure in living memory. Trump inspired a movement. If properly deployed, this movement might challenge the woke commies and, God willing, save this country. But, <clears throat> Republicans, however, should not forget that it is his support and spirit they embrace that have become the life force of the Republican Party. Among the talked-about alternatives of Trump, I've not seen yet anyone who possesses or even understands Trump's virtues, nor have I seen anyone with his backbone and fortitude. One does not appreciate the strength of relentless gale-force winds until one is in the eye of the storm. This is exactly where Trump and we are at this moment. We have to prepare for the gale force winds we will encounter. To not do this is to ignore the reasons for the recent past. And it will be forever to our sorrow to ignore him. His virtue must be stained. His virtue must be the standard by which we judge other candidates. Amen and amen. We don't have to like his personality. But his virtues far outweigh it. I humbly stand corrected, and I offer my apology. Boom, think of the things that we now know <laughs> because Trump was president. Okay, I'm gonna to go to another thing. Pull on the Facebook page. Pull on the Facebook page. I, I don't, have you guys been watching these things they are called reels, these reels? I got a. I got a bunch of them, I got a bunch of them here. But I wanna show you a couple and then I'm gonna let you all get in. Scroll down. I i in no particular order. I'm all oh, this is good too. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I posted a bunch of them yesterday. Oh, that's good. I got to come back to that. That's me with LeBron James. Pull that back there. That's me in 2000. Go back up there. That's me with the ball. That's LeBron James. He's a junior in high school. Go next, year. going down, going down, uh, going down. Oh, going down. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, stay here. Oh, is this the one? Yeah, this is Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is a uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, who got saved. All right, Wait, we go down. Maybe it's the next one. We got two of them going down there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you ready? Hey, this is uh, this is me. This is us. This is what's this guy's name? Interviewing Jordan Peterson because Jordan Peterson said that men should be dangerous. John Stossel. John Stossel and John Stossel doesn't like it that Jordan Peterson said men should be dangerous. Listen to this.
6: Should be dangerous by
7: dangerous. That implies I should be ready to threaten someone to hurt somebody.
0: No, you should Hang be on. capable. And by scared of what's that guy's name. Yeah. I interviewed John Stossel. Anybody scared of John Stossel, John Stossel dangerous to anybody. Hell no. Start it again. If you can, huh? This this guy, he got saved. I don't know if you know this. Jordan Peterson saved, got saved. Man, that is great. Okay, start it again. Here we go. Listen to what he says. You think John Stossel's dangerous?
7: By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone to hurt somebody. No,
0: you should oh. be capable of
2: it. But that doesn't mean you it. should use it. There's nothing to you otherwise. Like if you're not a formidable force, there's not there's no morality in your self control. If you're incapable of violence, not being violent isn't a virtue. People who teach martial arts know this full well, right? If you learn a martial art, you learn to be dangerous, but simultaneously you learn to control it. Both of those come together. And the combination of that capacity for danger and the capacity for control is what brings about the virtue. Otherwise, you confuse weakness with with moral virtue. I'm harmless, therefore I'm good. It's like, no, that isn't how it works. That isn't how it works at all. If you're harmless, you're just weak. And if you're weak, you're not going to be good. You can't be, because it takes strength to be good. It's very difficult to be good.
7: Saying men should be
0: dangerous. Wow! Boom on that, Gene. Right? Huh? Let's 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 unpack what he just said. Hmm? If you are not dangerous, that ain't no virtue. <laughs> that ain't no virtue. Virtue is having power and authority and exercising it with restraint. That's why Jesus Christ himself said that the meek shall inherit the earth. And the meek was a picture of a wild stallion with a bridle on. You don't want that horse not to be powerful, but you want that horse to follow commands. And Jordan Peterson said, if you are not dangerous, you are not effective. Boom. What am I, Michelle, why are you putting on my gravestone? Here lies a dangerous man. Why? Because self-control is only effective if you have self that wants to get out of control. Because there's a part of me that wants to go flip over some tables, right? But the greatest virtue One of the greatest virtues I have and you have is that I want to go knock somebody's teeth out and don't. But just saying, oh, Coach Dave, he's harmless. He wouldn't hurt a fly. That's not a virtue. (laughs) That isn't a virtue. They're cutting off the penises of little kids down the road. And I don't make a fuss about it because I'm a virtuous man. That ain't virtue. That's cowardice. That's compliance. That's bend over and take it That's not Christianity, folks. I think Christianity. Pull up another one for me. Go back to that. Go back there, Jonathan. I'm going to open it up here, I think. Oh, uh, going down. There's another one. Right there. Not that. No one above it. The first one, Jordan Peterson. That one right here. Play it.
3: one ever said to them and meant it. It's not okay
2: for you to be a weak loser. It's not okay. And the reason it's not okay is because you could be way more than that. And it's a crime, an ethical crime for you to allow all that necessary potential to go to waste. It hurts you. It hurts your family. It hurts the world. really. Really, it does. And people think, oh, okay, I get it. And they do get it because they know at some level. It's really something to see constantly how many people are dying for lack of an encouraging word. And how easy it is to provide that if you're careful, you know, give credit where credit is due, and to say, you're a net force for good if you want to be.
0: You're a net force for good if you want to be. When's the last time... An encouraging word. Thank God I get all kinds of encouraging words. You guys encourage me all the time. When's the last time you got an encouraging word? When's the last time somebody came up to you and said, you know what, Betty? I appreciate all you're going through. You keep your nose to the grindstone, dear. You are a force for good. When's the last time you ever heard that ever in your church? Anybody ever hear that in your church? Who do you have in your life that is speaking that into you? Hey, you know what Vinny says to me all the time? I got your six, coach. I got your six. That's an encouraging word. And we tend to be on the other side of the spectrum. We give discouraging words. Well, you're going to get in trouble. Oh, the FBI is going to bring them on. Bring them on. Somebody's got to stand up against it. Coach, I appreciate what you do, coach. I appreciate what you do. Are you ready for this? I got a $5 check in the mail yesterday, Saturday, whenever it was, $5 and a note. Keep fighting. Boom. You have any idea what that means? You have any idea? Do you have any idea what it was like for that guy to write a $5 check? But see, when I go to war, I'm not fighting for Jim Jordan. I'm fighting for that guy who has nobody else to do it. And I think of the struggles that Gene Schroeder has gone through. I think of the struggles. Nobody ever patting him on the back, say, "Damn, damn Gene, <laughs> keep after it, man." How can I? How can I help you, man? How can I help you, Gene? What can I do? What, huh? folks? It's all around. All around. This queue is filled with people who are fighting and discouraged. Somebody can say, "Amen." You don't have to. Amen. Fighting, Amen. Discouraged. I'm alone. I'm all alone. No, no. Remember, who was that that said that I'm, I'm the only one fighting? And the Lord took back and said, oh, are you kidding me? Pulled back to school Says there's 10,000 out there having bowed their knee to Baal. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Be a force for good. Be a force for good. You can do that. I said to Michelle the other day, 10 years, I'll be 80, 80. I feel 12. What are the next 10 years of my life going to be like? I know this. It ain't going to be comfort and peace. <laughs> I promise that. I got 10 little nippers I got to fight for. I got, I got a whole generation of young children. They need fought for. Now, the nature of this world is people aren't going to pat you on the back for it. They're not going to. Appreciate what you do, coach. Appreciate what you do. Here's $5. Oh, dudes. I got one more thing, I think. Then I'm going to open it up. Uh, make sure. Uh, I read in uh, on Rand. I ran that. that. Uh, let me see. I think I'm done. Facebook page. Uh pull up my Facebook page. I got one more thing I'll show you. Scroll on down. On down. Oh uh, no, here right there, right there. Jim Kaviesel. This is a short one. Same hey folks, it's the same theme. It's by the way, it's Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day. When I was down when I was down standing there at my grandfather's grave with his name spelled differently than mine. Looking at my grand my grandfather's grave, I tried for just eighteen eighty eight. Tried to imagine what his life was like. Tried to imagine what he overcame overcame. Trying to raise and feed seven children. They didn't have the influences that we have of the public schools and all that crap going on. But the idea of everyday life, of taking care, providing for. Seven children, we have no clue, and laying in that grave is a hero. I don't know what kind of man he was really I don't know I don't know whether he's a moral man, I don't know, but I'm here because he was here, and a hundred years from now, those people who are here are going to be bearing witness and showing evidence of your impact when you were here. Jim Caviezel, listen to this.
4: Do you really think Biden is the president of the United States? Do you really think he's running our country? Please. Who above him? Who are the puppeteers? Here's how you'll know. That Everything I've said is the truth. When they come out and they just blast me, they have to, they have no choice. Because the devil has no choice in this matter. God is coming for him. And I'm talking about the Christ Jesus God. That is the one that's coming after him. And there's a big storm coming. And they know it. So they have to go and threaten you with everything from Q, Anon, or whatever they want to say. Do you know what Q really means? means question. That's what one of these people told me. And I said, well, that, that seems like a good thing. Anon, Question right? Anons then go out and research it to see if it's true. Because we've been sped, fed their lies. Think about Monday. What happened? A Durham report was dropped. The FBI, the CIA, the whole, all of these guys are involved. Now I know it's not all of them. The lower guys are probably just crying. But I'm asking you warriors to come out and tell the truth. If we would just unite. You know, I love that scene from Mel Gibson. I love that movie. When he runs out, where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. (laughs) Well, I'm here to pick one right now because I'll do it for my children. I'll do it for your children. Do you really think Biden is the president? There
0: It is. We're going to go pick a fight. We need to be picking some fights. Amen. Okay, I'm going to open it up. Come on in, Jeff, now.
6: Yesterday, I went to Assembly of God, New Beginnings, the title of it. I've been there several times. They, <laughs>
3: new they, yeah, yeah,
6: new yeah they, they, they preach milk. I was standing out there trying to uh, talk to people and, and stuff. I talked to this teenager, and she says, I dyed my hair four times already. And I quoted 1 John, when you do things of the world, God is not in you. A man standing next to my left got upset when I said that. It's in the in the end, basically, they they almost called the police on me and stuff. So I so I left. But I call them their fathers, the father of lies, because theirs is the devil, <laughs> the absolute devil. They are. But Jeff,
0: weak. listen, Jeff, we have been programmed in the churches to accept lies, to not question. That to question is not Christian. Obeying is Christian. So I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Jeff. Look, folks, listen, listen. I thought about this a lot. I read a lot this week. Uh, Polly, I don't know if you're listening out there. Some of the stuff you sent me this morning too. Look, folks, the Bible tells us this, that Jesus was in all ways tempted. We'll say that again. I'm going to rephrase it. Jesus was tempted in every manner, just like me and you. Yet he never sinned. Does that mean Jesus had an evil thought? Have you ever had an evil thought? Have you ever been tempted by an evil thought? So I would position that. How about this? How about when the guy stood before him and said, Hey, hey, dude, just bow down here. Commit a sin and I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of the world. Was that a temptation? Did Jesus for a second ponder that? And then immediately say, leave me alone, dude. Leave me alone, dude. So this training that we've had that thoughts are sins, I don't, I, I'm circling back there. I don't think they are. Acting on the thought is. Ruminating on the thought. Giving life to the thought. Replaying the thought. Yeah, that is. But not the initial thought. And we've been told that it is. Do you have it here on and King James, pull that up there for me. I don't know. I can't see it. <clears throat> Amen. God, I love this show. Myra, come on in.
1: Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. It's Memorial Day, and you spoke about Trump. Deuteronomy 21-2. When thou goest out to battle against their enemies and see us Horses and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up of the land of Egypt. And it shall be when ye are come nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. Speak the truth to the people, not, not, uh, uh, what's the word? Not avoid con- uh, conflict, not avoid controversy. The man of God should be controversial, folks. Glenn.
3: Yes, good morning, everyone. You know, uh, so I've been after it uh, for the last year, you know, trying to work within the local church, um, asking asking why we never talk about cultural issues, why it's never mentioned from, from the pulpit. And, of course, I've been rebuffed by both pastors. We, we just don't speak about that, Glenn. We don't, we don't mix that. Um, so I started taking, and I thought, well, how about, how about having uh, uh, an assembly where we can talk about these issues, uh, about what's going on in the school curriculum with parents of public school children? How about we have a separate meeting then? Let's start talking about them. Well, you never guess what? They finally decided to do this the third Thursday of the month every month. Um, they're going to have. They're going to. It's called Encounter Culture.
0: Hmm. Glenn.
3: So you have to be persistent. You just can't be rebuffed by a no, even if the no comes about six different times. You have to find. Throw the net on the other side of the boat. <laughs>
0: God bless you, dude. Huh? Because it ain't look, it's not fun being that irritant, is it? It's not fun. You don't want you don't want to go get, you know, the look that you're going to get, you know the cold shoulder you're going to get. You don't want to, you don't want to do that.
3: Coach, you've seen the emails that it (laughs) got.
0: But see, again, it's the same thing. If more people cried for that kind of thing, they would get it. We get, folks, we get the preaching we want. For the most part, we get the preaching we want. How many of you go to your local pastors? say, would you could do what Glenn's doing? Could you pro- preach some on these cultural issues? These cultural issues are destroying our country. Go to Facebook again. Pull me back up there on Facebook and go down to Charlie Cook, Kirk. I got go to my Facebook. There's all kinds of. I, there's some really really good ones going down. Okay, play this one. Play this one.
5: The swimmer that competes and wins a NCAA championship as a man against other women, and we say we must do nothing. Where track championship after track championship are being won by biological men competing against women and so and not just competing but winning and they're, they're bullying them and they're antagonistic and they're narcissistic and they're cheaters and they're all those things and so some you know criticism I receive is well Charlie aren't you a Christian don't you love that person of course we do that person's made in the image of God we should have compassion for that person however the question is then what do you do with somebody that is suffering with a mental delusion If somebody shows up at the airplane ticket counter and says, I have an imaginary friend, I demand two seats on a plane. You would say, well, I need to charge you for two seats. No, 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 it's my truth. It's actually, I'm a dual personality. Say, you're insane. If someone is anorexic and says, I need liposuction, you'd say, no, no, you're suffering under a mental delusion. If somebody says, I'm offended every single time I see other people eat in public, do we stop eating in public? Do we now reaccommodate society for other people's mental struggles or issues? What we are living through is that we now have to change our customs, our code of beliefs, our behaviors for people that are personally struggling with something. That is evil. Everybody Thomas, the swim.
0: Wow. Huh? That's evil. Let it, Hey, while we're on this trail, let's stay on this trail a minute. Go on down to the next one. Go down to Peter's. Uh, uh, what's what's his name? Yeah, no, 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 Up. go up, go up, go up, go up, go up, sorry. Go, go, go. Oh, that's good, too, but go on there. Go. Eric, the
8: inventor and the weaponizer of coronavirus also had the hand in developing remdesivir, the drug that was allegedly used to treat patients with COVID, except for the fact that by 2018, that drug had a kill ratio of 53%. Documented, published, it was so deadly that the World Health Organization itself pulled the drug from consideration for Ebola treatments. And ironically, inside of the documents that nobody bothers reading, the death rate occurred regardless of viral load, which means that people were killed who didn't even have Ebola. We murdered people, and by we, I mean the complacent and ignorant masses that have agreed to let these things go unchecked, murdered people in Africa, the death rate at 53%, and we let that publication of information in 2018 fail to inform our decision in the spring of 2020, when Anthony Fauci, Ralph Barrett, Peter Daszak, and others made the decision that we should inject remdesivir into patients with COVID. We knew we were going to kill people. That's premeditated murder. We knew we were going to do it, and we went along with it anyway. And sitting right next to the president, Donald Trump, he signed the death warrant from millions of Americans with the criminals sitting right next to him. Ralph Barrett, the inventor and the weaponizer. of. Okay, that's
0: it. Signed a death warrant. Murdered, people. We know they did. One more. I'm going to play one more. Go ahead. I love these reels. Some of them are really, really good. Going down. Keep going. Up. You're going the right way. No, no, you're going the right way. Right there, right. There. Okay. Now I'm going to open a can of worms on you. Huh? Buzz Aldrin? You guys know who Buzz Aldrin was? Go ahead and play Buzz Aldrin.
6: Look at the photo. You say that's me? Okay. Check out the name badge. It says Aldrin. Looks like you're right but notice the helmet can you see my face no this is a secret i've been keeping for almost half a century on july twentieth, 1969 neil armstrong and i pulled off humanity's first extraterrestrial prank
1: Uh, what was the scariest moment of the journey
6: scariest it didn't happen It could have been scary.
1: Why has nobody
2: been to the moon in such a long
6: time? (laughs) That's not an eight-year-old's question. (laughs) That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we didn't go there and and that's the way it happened. And, and if it didn't happen, it's nice to know why it didn't happen. So in the future, if we want to keep doing something, we need to know why something stopped in the past that we wanted to keep it going. Money is a good thing. If you want- Let's look at the photo. Oh. Dale, come on in.
7: <laughs> oh, God, that's just- and that's just out in left field over the fence, brother. But, you know, brother, I, I, yeah, I I just had to share some of the things I shared at church yesterday, being memorial is today. And, of course, coming from a very uh, military family background. But anyway, I use that Romans chapter or I'm sorry, Re- Revelations chapter 12, right? That Satan was enraged and he went to do war with the offspring to those who keep the commandments of our Lordship, Jesus Christ. And, brother, and then I I challenged the people. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, silence in the presence of evil is evil itself. Do you know if you take people who have lost their life in battle versus those of the innocent because nobody stood, that so outweighs it. Mao, some nearly 30 to 40 million people. The Russian Revolution, nearly 20 million people. The Holocaust, right, nearly 8 million people. And then, coach, I closed the service playing the sound of abortion mm. and it, the dinging of that little bb on the trash can because it was memorial day of all those who lost their life in battle nice and loud but when it got to the silence because of our silence of the abo- the murdered babies brother them babies rang loud in that church
0: wow dale hmm. what did abraham lincoln say at gettysburg that these honored dead shall not have died in vain? What does that mean to have died in vain? For no purpose, for no reason. See, one of the things that we're dealing with, friends, when was the last war that the average American experienced? Do you, do you remember back in Vietnam? <clears throat> they ended the draft. Do you remember that? They ended the draft. Up until then. Turned eighteen years old. For the most part, you went in the service, and everybody bought in. But now we have wars in Afghanistan where you don't even see them. They're fought with technology and computers, and we don't understand the horrors of war anymore. I see, we don't understand that feeling. Maybe some of you have, of actually pulling out an M sixteen. Sighting in a human being and pulling the trigger and killing him. We have no, we have no understanding of any of that. And that actually living, breathing 18 and 19 year old guys went and fought and died. For what? These honored dead shall not have died in vain. But they have, if if we don't step up, Emma.
1: Yeah, but our son did go and fight in Afghanistan and he ran and he shot for 16 hours a day. And if he, he got a full four hours of sleep, he thought it was a full night. So, so yeah, there are some people who really did shoot with them 16s or whatever, yeah. whatever their weapon was. And he did it all the time that he was there. And when they got, he said, when they got there, the guys who were leaving, now, they only let the Marines, uh, made the Marines stay for eight months. But when they got there, the guys who were leaving did not speak to them, did not look at them, simply went and sat down mm. and left. Mm. That's hard. It was.
0: Wow. We can't even imagine, can we? Shall not have died in vain and government of the people, by the people and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Betty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Good morning. In 1986, the Challenger, Challenger exploded. They have found the people are alive and well in different parts of the United States because they weren't even on board. I send you a little video on that. Yeah, little yeah, video.
0: I've, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. You know, look, here's here's the, here's the issue with all that stuff. <clears throat> For me, I, I have a lot of stuff I could show on the show, but I don't. Some of it's hearsay. You know what it is? So. I'm not disagreeing with you, Betty. I, I know I, I know that. I know that. Right? Were there really people in that challenge? Were there really people? We saw it blow up. Were there really people in that? <laughs> Joe Allen.
6: Yeah, I want to pick up. That was Emma that spoke about her son, right? Yes. When you see that death stare, just think of every day, 22 vets a day kill themselves. Yeah,
0: again, why? Because, see, war hasn't become real to us, real to us. Can I tell you something? I can't shoot a dog. What would it be like to shoot a human being? What would that be like? So they try to dehumanize the killing of human beings. They call them abortion clinics. They call it a medical procedure. And every one of us know, if we watch a bloody, gory war movie, we can't even watch it. We, dive, we divert our eyes. And we know they're killing little babies. We divert our eyes. Memorial Day is about army and war and fight and all that stuff. And that, yeah, that's it's all true. and We do appreciate all that. But Memorial Day is more than that, friends. Memorial Day reminds, demands, thinking, memory, situational ethics,
6: appreciation.
0: Appreciation. Do you have any idea when little Declan? When little Declan went through his little episode there a, couple, a week ago? By the way, he looks perfect. He's God is so good. Do you have any idea how grateful I was when those cops pulled up in my driveway? have any idea? And I told them, I said, I hate you guys when you write me a ticket. But uh, I sure appreciate you now. By the way, Betty, folks, (laughs) Betty got me a fuzzbuster. Michelle and I were going to go. We were going to Sam's Club, get some food. I didn't have my fuzzbuster, and I'm on a back road, and I got, oh, my God, coming over the hill, and there sits a deputy sheriff. I'm dead to rights. <laughs> Betty, I said, oh, Betty, I didn't have my fuzz Buster gone. He turns around, pulls me over. I handed him a card. I said, no, I got no excuse. <laughs> I'm driving down the road with my wife here, and I didn't pay. I have no excuse. He gave me a warning. Praise Lord. <laughs> so, Betty, I had that weapon and didn't use it. <laughs> I had it and didn't use it. Isn't that the way it is? You don't coach have your you gun have with you. Weapon. One time you don't have your gun with you is the time you're going to need it. So we never, yeah, we never. Coach,
7: you had a greater weapon. You said truth. And guess what? You got the mercy.
0: That, not, that's, there ain't no doubt about it, brother. Ain't no doubt. So I got no excuse. So I was mm. talking to my wife here on just rolling down. the highway. you know, I'm guilty. <laughs> and I got, I got mercy. Amen. 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 A lot of people died that we could be here today. Enjoy the time with your family and uh do that hard thing man think of somebody else today god bless you have a good week good days see you tomorrow